This is B2B Radio featuring Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a nationally recognized leading business-to-business advisor, will present information that helps reduce risk, improve financial performance, and change your company's future. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. Hello, hello. Welcome to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. B2B Radio brought to you by Capital Plus. They help you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. CPI creates customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. All right. Well, I got good news and I have bad news. So the bad news is uh, you guys are stuck with me for the show. It's a solo show today, just me. Uh, however, the good news is we're going to cover a topic that uh, I think every person who's listening will be interested in. And I don't make that that claim boldly. Um, it is employee retention. So we have spoken about this uh, in bits and pieces on a bunch of different shows in the past. But this is one of those things, um, especially with the unemployment rate low, uh, employee retention becomes that much more important because obviously you want to make sure you're holding on to the people who are uh, your superstars. And with it being more and more difficult when someone does leave to replace them, Obviously, how do you fix that? Don't worry about having to replace them. Just keep them, right? Uh, especially your good people. So I want to talk about a lot of different things, a lot of different aspects to that. But I think first to understand employee retention, we need to understand why do people leave? Um, and so, of course, everyone has anecdotal evidence. Everyone's had experience with this, unfortunately, right? Uh, whether it be personal or uh, running your business and having employees leave. But I wanted to look up, I did a ton of research for the show actually today, uh, more so than usual, because I wanted to make sure I had statistics, so not just anecdotal stories, which I have some of those as well, but I wanted to have statistics to back up what we're talking about today. So I'm going to drop a bunch of statistics on you here (laughs) during this first segment, and then we're going to dive into those a little bit deeper as we go along and go literally through um, the reasons why people leave and then some ways to um, mitigate those situations so you can make sure that you're holding on. Again, you're retaining these people, especially your your superstars, um, to avoid having to replace them and go through that. So why do people leave? So here's an interesting statistic. And again, I've got a lot of stats for you. So you guys, if you don't like statistics, you're probably going to get a little bored, at least during the first segment. Um, 31% of people, and I'm sure you can relate to this, leave within six months. Uh, so they take a new job. And they're not even there six months, some much shorter than that, um, and they leave. And so I've <laughs> some service companies that I've worked with, they've had guys who've come in, they'll hire them, uh, they show up for the first day, and they go to lunch and they don't come back for lunch. So they didn't make it six hours, let alone six months. But so uh, what are the reasons for that? So why, do, why is someone leaving, uh, almost a third of people leave a job within six months? Well, there's three primary reasons for that, and you might be surprised by what they are. First is poor onboarding. So they come on board, and you basically, you know, hand them something, depending on what the job is, you basically push them off and say, go to your job. You don't have much of an onboarding process. You need to talk about your culture. You need to talk about some of the, um, you know, different employee handbook things type things. Uh, 
some training, um, meeting all the you know the, all the people on the team that they're going to work with on a regular basis, things like that. Um, poor onboarding uh, is one of those things. Um, that's number one, actually. There's three three primary reasons, and that's number one. Number two is somewhat related that I just mentioned is being unclear on uh, duties of the job and or expectations. So what that tells you is maybe during the hiring process, uh, people were not clear enough about exactly what duties are entailed in the job uh, as well as what the expectations were. So uh, you get into the job and you say, gosh, this is not what I thought it was. And obviously you got to make sure you're very transparent during the hiring process because that does you no favors as the hire, the person hiring, the employer, um, and it certainly doesn't do the employee any favors either. So you need to make sure you're being very clear up front during the hiring process. You don't run into that down the road, and you end up being part of the statistic. And the last reason, last primary reason, I should say, that almost a third of people leave a new job within six months is a crappy boss. So, And we're going to talk about ways to hopefully combat some of that as well, but uh, that one's a key one, right? Start a new job, and you think your boss, boss is great during the interview, real nice. He or she's really nice to you. And then they get you under their wing, and they're not so nice. Uh, they're putting on their, their best front for you there for, uh, for the interview, I guess. Um, all right, 70% of, of your top people. So we're talking about top performers here. Why do 70% of them leave? It's to advance. It's to advance. So they want to be able to they've got, they want to spread their wings, be able to do other things. And they leave to advance. Forty-one um, percent of people that have left a job list job security as the, the most important reason that they would have stayed. So um, that's the second highest driver of people leaving a job in all age groups. So across any age group you look at, that is the second highest driver of people leaving. And so again, a lot of different things you can do there, but. One is being transparent about the financial health of your company. So especially as a small business owner, people don't say, oh, geez, we're having a bad quarter. They're probably going to let me go, so I'm just going to go ahead and look for a job and not have to worry about that. Um, if you have someone who is engaged and thriving, quote-unquote engaged and thriving, it must have been words in the survey, 59% of those people are less likely to look for a new job. So again, engaged and thriving. Um, 23% of people correlate whether they're going to leave or a job or, um, or stay. It's correlated to their connections they have with their coworkers. Um, 79, I'm almost out of stats here, so bear with me, but 79% of people leave for, get this, so over three-quarters of people that leave jobs leave for lack of appreciation. Now, of all these statistics and everything I've mentioned so far, what have I not mentioned that most of you probably thought was the number one or number two reason? Money. Only 12% of people leave for higher pay. Can you believe that? 12%. So I think you know everyone thinks that that's, that's where it's at. Everyone leaves for more money. It's not the case. Um, and this, is, this has been in more than one survey. I just chose the 12% from one, but I saw two other surveys where the number was very close. They were under 20%. Um, that being said, the cost to replace a skilled worker, quote-unquote skilled worker, it could be greater than or equal to 200% of their salary. Now, they're including a lot of things in there that aren't hard cost, uh, money out of your pocket. And that includes time off. That includes the search costs. That includes the percentage of time that you hire someone new and you have to like, let them go and hire another person. That includes hiring someone that does... Uh, you have a superstar that produces 100 widgets an hour, and you hire someone, they only do 80, 80 widgets, so there's a cost associated with that. Um, 
So you need to consider that when you're looking at, um, you know, someone who is a skilled worker who's a top performer and they want, say, a pay raise or, you know, how to keep them. That's one of the things to consider is that's obviously substantial. And it's, again, there's a lot of um, intangible costs that are buried in there that a lot of people don't consider. They only look at, hey, I was paying someone, whatever, $20 an hour. I want to hire someone $20 an hour. But there's a whole lot of other pieces and parts that go into that mix. Um, so uh, I think we'll stop there. I've got, geez, I've got a whole lot of stuff to cover here. Make sure we get it all in here within uh, within our time frames. So uh, come back after the break. We'll, of course, give the Mr. Biz tip of the week. We'll continue talking through employee retention. Again, we're going to talk talk about why people leave and how to combat those re, uh, those ways and keep them on board. We've got a bunch, of, uh, a few more statistics and a bunch of stories, I think, that will hit home to people. So come back after the break on B2B Radio, and we'll continue talking about employee retention. Do you need to dive into online marketing but don't know where to start? Maybe you need an expert to help design your website. Or maybe you just need to drive more traffic to your website. Our Biz Marketing is here to help. Our customized local service specializes in digital lead generation. Our Biz Marketing, where our business is marketing your business online. Go to ourbizmarketing.com. That's ourbizmarketing.com. Ourbizmarketing.com. That's ourbizmarketing.com. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to MrBiz at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to BD Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. I have to mention, if you haven't noticed, I got a little bit of a frog in my throat, so my voice probably sounds a little different than usual, but i um, trying to drink plenty of water here and keep it somewhat normal. All right, so the Mr. Biz tip of the week this week is build a strong balance sheet. And if when I say the words balance sheet, it makes you cringe or you say you write it off because you don't know what it means, then you should call us um, because it's very important. Uh, but bankers like it, so if you need financing, anything like that, um, it, you will sleep better at night. I promise you. Um, it's basically the, it shows the financial health of your company. And it, most importantly, it will keep you ready for a buying opportunity, um, in, in a down market. So if your company is financially strong and the market goes down and one of your competitors is struggling and maybe has to sell, you may be able to take advantage of that and acquire, um, one of your competitors at a, you know, at a, a discount rate. Um, so you can help it, it, uh, grow and expand your business in that way. All right, so uh, I should mention you're listening to BB Radio, brought to you by Capital Plus. CPI removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. Okay, so let's get back into um, employee retention. So uh, I know a lot of you guys that are listening are in um, what I would call a service business. So I'm talking about you know some sort of construction, repair, maintenance type of jobs. So I have bad news for you. So those jobs have the absolute highest turnover rates as far as um, length in jobs. So the average person changes in, the, in the, those uh, industries change jobs every 10.6 months. Um, the average overall is 15 months. 
So you can imagine some of them skew the average there um, either way. But um, considering um, one of the things I just mentioned, so people that do leave for a pay raise, so say you've got a top performer and they leave for a pay raise, when someone leaves for more money, on average, the pay raise that they receive at their new company is 5.2%. Okay, so how, here's how we frame that. Think about it this way, and I'll just use it $20 an hour just to be a, a round uh, figure to make it easy to do the math on it. But let's say you're paying someone $20 an hour. They come to you and they say, hey, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to have a raise, and you tell them no, and they leave. Now, that $20 an hour, if they work full-time all year, that's that 5.2% is basically a dollar an hour extra you'd be paying them. On a full-year basis, if they work full-time, 40 hours a week, 52 weeks, that's about 2,000 hours. Put another way, that superstar that you let walk because you didn't want to give them a raise, they left for $2,000 a year. So you could have kept that person if you would have paid an additional $2,000. In this example, it's 5% uh, on the $20 an hour. So keep that in mind the next time one of your superstars asks you for a raise. You want to make sure you're balancing that. And again, what we just talked about before the end of the last break, 200% of their salary potentially is what it costs you in hard and soft costs to replace them, especially someone who's a top performer. Um, I've got a real good example. So uh, I'm going to get into a whole bunch of different um, aspects of this and specific things, but I wanted to pass this along. I thought this was absolutely genius. I heard this years ago. And I've actually used it. So finding employees that fit your culture is, is critically, critically important to retention, right? So they, you know how they are. And it's, it's, you pull someone in for an interview and of course they've got their, their, their Sunday best on and they're going to, you know, act their best and all that kind of stuff. So it's, you have to make sure if you're a skilled um, interviewer to get through that and, and see the real person if they're, if they're putting on a little bit of a front. And this is a way to do this. And I tell you, it's if you think about it, I, I thought when I first heard it, I can't claim credit for it. So I, I read it somewhere years and years ago. And again, I've used it. One way to do that, you're sitting in a conference room or your office, wherever you're doing the interviews, you get an empty gum wrapper and you put it in the doorway of the room, either the office or the conference room, and you leave it there right in the middle. And you, you put a trash can somewhere close as well. Watch when that candidate walks in. Do they walk over the gum wrapper and act like they didn't see it when clearly you you couldn't miss it, right? Or do they stop and pick it up and put it in the trash can? Think about what that tells you about that person. Is that a that's not my job type of person? So you're going to hire them and you're going to say, hey, you know what? We we have so-and-so is out sick today. We need you to jump over and do this. Are they going to be the type of person that says, well, that's not my job, not a non-team player? Or the person who picks up that gum wrapper and puts it in the trash is, look, I want to do what's best for the company. I know that trash should not be laying there. I don't even work here yet, but I know trash, they don't want trash laying in the middle of the floor, right? A small, small thing like that. And it certainly don't make your, your hiring uh, decisions solely based on that. But I think that tells you a lot about the type of person they are, whether they pass that over or not. And it's a simple example. And again, when I read that, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm absolutely going to use that. Um, and it's amazing, uh, the, the results and how, what you see from people and how they act with things like that. So uh, a little tip there that uh, I think you could use that um, at least get a little bit of an idea of what someone's like. All right, so let's get into some of these things. So the majority of these reasons, I'm going to cover seven different reasons that people leave. And the majority of these are under the control of the employer. So first of all, we mentioned before, and these are in no particular order, but they leave because of the boss. Um, and so here's a statistic on that. 
58% of managers have had zero management training. So over half the people that are managing folks out there have never had any type of training. It's all, they've just figured it out on their own. Well, that can be good if you're a natural leader, and it can be really bad if you're not. I know I saw in my corporate career what would happen a lot of times, and I still see it today, is you've got someone who's in a position for an extended period of time, and they're they're the longest tenured person at their level, and so when, if the boss leaves, they're the next person in line. Now, they might not be qualified for that job at all, and they may have 0%, zero management training. And as a matter of fact, they might not even want to be a manager, but they don't want to let their employer down. So if the employer comes and says, hey, we want you to lead the team, it's tough for someone to say no to that. You, so you want to make sure you're having conversations with people and see, is that something that they strive to get, get to or not? And then make sure they have the right training. Um, and then hopefully you stay away from having bad bosses. I had an employee once that told me he wanted to be a manager. He was a really strong employee, an individual contributor. But I knew that his skill set did not fit being a manager. And I told him, I said, I would love to do that. But I feel right now that you would be, I would be setting you up for failure. Um, but here's what we're going to do. And we lay out a plan to get him down the road. Now, I can tell you now, I still talk with him on a regular basis. He was from my corporate career. He is doing outstanding. He's now in the top 3% of people at J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, but I really feel like if, he if I would have promoted him to be a manager back then, he probably, his career would have taken a completely different uh, trajectory because he would have been put in a position where he would have not been ready for that particular role. Um, I want to cover one more before we go to break. So people are bored or under-challenged. So, again, this goes along with some of your top performers. Um, you want to make sure that, again, this again, the top reason why you lose um, um, you know, your, your superstars is they're bored or under-challenged. So, again, what do you do? You ask them, what is it do you want to do? How can we utilize your skill set? There might be skills that they have that you don't, you're not even aware of that they want to utilize or they want to expand further. And it could be an example like I just gave. It could be someone who wants to be a manager. And they want to see that you're trying to help develop them to get into that what they want. Um, so they're not bored or under challenge. They see that there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's a reward for all this. Um, and so you want to outline that path with them and cover that in you know your management discussions you have with them, your development discussions and things like that. They see that you care. And they're not bored or under challenged. You give them more and more. I had a young guy working for me. He was just a few years out of school, and he said he wanted to be a manager. And he had what it took. And I said, I will throw as much at you in, until I feel like you can't take it anymore, or you raise the white flag. And he did absolutely stunningly, where someone else who may have 15 years of experience might not be able to do that. So you have to be able to read those people and make sure you keep those top performers challenged and engaged. All right, we're up against another break. Uh, we'll come back after the break. We'll continue talking about ways to uh, improve your employee retention. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at 
info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate because there are limited spots available. Follow Mr. Biz on social media at Mr. Biz Tweets on Twitter and Ken Mr. Biz Wentworth on LinkedIn. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. Welcome back to B2B Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And we are talking about this week, employee retention, ways to improve your employee retention. And we have a lot to get through here in this last segment. Um, I've got five more I want to cover with you guys, so let's get right in here. So uh, a third reason that people leave, and I mentioned this, alluded to this in the first segment, is relationships with coworkers. So how do you, how do you enhance that? So there's some obvious things, right? Um, you know, you have a holiday party. Um, you have maybe a barbecue in the summer. Um, depending on the, the type of uh, workforce you have, maybe you have happy hours, you have lunches. When I was in the corporate world, um, we would have a holiday party every year. Um, we would have some sort of summer outing. Um, and then we would have once a month, we would go out for, and we'd celebrate whoever on the team's birthday it was that month. So if there might be three birthdays, there might be one, we would all go out together as a team. It was a long lunch. It's all fine. And, uh, so you can get happy hours. Maybe if you've got a younger crew, um, happy hours are an effective way to do that. And you'd be a little careful of that with the alcohol and things like that. You don't want to get yourself in any sort of legal issues there, but I mean, it's critically, critically important. And that's where people build those relationships with coworkers. And the other thing along those lines, okay, those are sort of obvious, but one of the things I'll mention that's not as obvious. And I see people, especially like we talked about people who managers who don't have uh, any management training is they walk through and they see two people, two coworkers having a conversation in the hallway and they walk over and they want to break it up because, Hey, you should be working. Don't stand there and chit chat about last night's football game or whatever, what have you be careful about doing that because that is stunting the relationships you have with coworkers. Um, unless there was like a pressing deadline, I treat people like adults. So you know what needs to be done. You know what it needs to be done by. If you want to stand in the hallway and talk to your coworker for an hour, Go for it as long as you're getting your stuff done. That might mean you have to stay an hour later. Now, again, a lot of, a lot of people I'm talking about were salaried people um, in my corporate life. And, and so that's on them, right? They're going to have to do that work later. So, But you're, you're, it, you're shutting those down all the time. You're stunting that relationship. Now, if someone's a chronic talker and they, all they do is talk and they're not getting it done and not being productive, that's a completely different thing. But just be careful about completely just shutting those things down um, because that stunts that, that, those relationships with coworkers. Um, another one, another reason that people leave is they don't have the opportunity to use their skills. And we talked about this a little bit, it kind of relates to the board and under challenge, I think. Um, but again, the key things there, ask them, you better, you should be having development conversations with each person or the manager of that person. If it's not you and outline a path of how to get there. And again, you find out what skills they have. Um, I want to be a leader of a crew. Okay. Well, how does that happen? We need to get, we need to have these four things happen for you to get there. And so they, that, that gives them th- goals to strive for, gives them things to, you know, to really focus on. And then you have to give them opportunities to sort of earn those stripes, so to speak. But communication is the key there, right? All right. The next reason is, and this is a great one too, and really about communication is um, they don't feel connected, their contribution of their work to the organization's goals. Um, and so anyone who's heard me talk more than probably 10 seconds before has heard me talk about um, the importance of having a budget Um, and a financial budget does a lot of different things. We won't get into all that, but one of the things it does is you track every single month where you are versus that particular year, quarter, month, whatever goals. And 
you can share those with employees, right? So as you're going through all of this, they can see our, what am I, what my department, how's my department doing, right? Uh, compared in the grand scheme of things, how does that relate to the overall success of the company? Um, I answer phone calls every, every day. How does that contribute to the overall success of the organization? Um, so, and you share those along the way. You you show them progress. You show, give them updates. And again, you don't have to give them. You know, you have a budget. You don't have to show them every line of the budget. But you show them, hey, we had a goal of X. We're at ten percent under. We're ten percent over. Like we're having a great year. Guys, keep kicking some butt here. Um, good stuff. So, but you want to make sure that people understand where th- what they do fits into the overall scheme. And w- another way to do that, and again, people have heard me mention this a lot of times. I'm a huge proponent of some type of employee incentive plan, whether that be profit sharing or what it is, uh, depending on your line of business and what your industry is. But that helps employees think like owners. They understand what they're doing, whatever you're incenting them to do in this case, how it fits in with the overall scheme, right? You can't just give someone a, a uh, let's say, for example, you had a profit sharing plan. You say, we're going to share 10% of our profits this year with all the employees and then never give them an update. Right, so think about it from an employee perspective. All year long, you're thinking: Are we making a profit? Are we not making a profit? Are we making a big profit? A little profit? You have no idea. More importantly, along the lines with this particular aspect of how does their work specifically? How can they do their job better to contribute more to that bottom line? And so that opens that line of communication, and you'll have those type of conversations with people. And again, they'll get have them thinking like owners. Very, very important. Um, the sixth reason that people leave is autonomy and independence or a lack thereof. So, and this again, ties into some of the, probably having a, a, not a good boss, um, a micromanager. So put it, think about it this way. And I know sometimes it's difficult, especially when you move. I know I experienced it myself moving from being an individual contributor to being a manager. It's difficult to not micromanage at least at first, because you know how to do that job and you know, a certain way to do it and you want them to do it your way. But there's more than one way to skin a cat, as they say. You have to really watch and stay away from that. Think of it this way. Again, flip it back the other way. Do you like to be micromanaged? Do you like someone standing over your shoulder telling you every keystroke you should have on your computer or every uh, swing of your hammer, every turn of your wrench, whatever it might be that you're doing? Of course not. No one likes that. Again, goes back to the golden rule. Treat people the way you want to be treated, and you'll be a much better manager. Now, another way to do that is to provide some autonomy and independence with people, and again, you have to know that you can trust them. But um, it, it, depending on your line of work and your industry, is a remote work option. Um, so when you have a remote work option, you have twenty five percent less turnover. Now you might be saying, "Hey Ken, that sounds great, but I'm in a service business and I have Joe's Plumbing, and how the heck do I have a remote option? Right? That's not going to be possible." Well, I would argue there are ways. Where there's a will, there's a way, right? One of the ways could be to have a remote working option per se is you allow the employee to have their company truck at home. So they don't have to come in, drive their car into headquarters and pick up the truck and go out. You let them go straight from um, their house with the company truck to their jobs and home. Now you have to be able to trust them, right? Uh, But that's a remote, quote-unquote, remote working option, I think, that would, again, provide some autonomy and independence for employees in a service type of business. All right, the last thing I want to mention is a big one. It's benefits. People leave because of benefits. And here's a couple statistics on that. One, The first one surprised me a lot. 64% of millennials 
think that benefits are extremely or very important. Um, overall, 50% of people leave for better benefits. So again, not necessarily for a bigger paycheck. Um, and 83% of people said that health insurance is very or extremely important on the decision whether to stay or leave. Um, so very important there. Now, there's ways you can do that, and it's not just health benefits. So, but you just need to be a little. You offer something a little bit better than your competitors. So it could be unique, unique to your industry. So maybe most businesses in your industry don't offer a retirement plan. So you can look into that. Um, again, remote work options, things like that. Think outside the box a little bit. It's not just hey, we're going to give you more health benefits per se. Um, I'll give you one quick example before we have to run here. But I worked with a salon owner. All of her employees except one were a female, and almost all the females were single mothers. We worked out a deal with a uh, daycare center that was right around the corner for a discounted rate for them for childcare. So they could bring their children there and be right around the corner. They could go see them on breaks. Um, they had a discounted rate there. She absolutely instantly stopped having turnover, and as a matter of fact, had people wanting to work there because of that one extra benefit that cost her very little. So think outside the box on those types of things. All right, hopefully those are some good things for you on uh, how to increase your employee retention. We are out of time this week. I want to thank our show sponsor, uh, Capital Plus. Um, you can find uh, Capital Plus at cpifunding.com or 855-522-3951. Have a great week, and don't forget, cash flow is king. This has been B2B Radio with your host, Mr. Biz, sponsored by Capital Plus. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for 25 years. Learn more about them at cpifunding.com or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.